Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. Are you ready for some word? All right. Go to the book of Hebrews today. The book of Hebrews. Praise God. And we're going to do, uh, go to chapter 13, the last chapter of the book of Hebrews, please. And that's going to be our text, uh, our main text today. Amen. Hebrews 13, and we're going to go to, uh, we're going to read verse 20 and 21. And it says here, Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, amen, the great shepherd, right? Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Everybody say, through the blood. blood. That's going to be our title today. Through the blood, amen. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete. In other words, through that blood of that covenant, that everlasting covenant, it's going to make you complete in every good work to do His will, working in you what is well-pleasing in the sight in His sight, pardon me, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, you've got a, got a little bit more work to do yet. Look at him. Look at your neighbor smile real big this time. Just say, listen, you, you do need some more work. Uh-huh. I know sometimes we think we're okay, but we still need a little bit more work. Come on, right? Amen. But praise the Lord, it's through the blood, amen, of the everlasting covenant, amen, that He can make you complete in every good, in every good work, praise God, to do His will. Now, the Amplified uh, Bible uh, of this part, verse 21 here, says that uh, making you, I love this, kind of a piece of the Amplified anyway, make you what you ought to be. I like that. So God's going to make you what you ought to be and equip you with everything good to carry out His will. The Passion Translation, which is know, it's a, new, a newer translation. I've sure been enjoying it. And it says this, that he, uh, may He work perfection in every part of you. Everybody say every part. Sometimes that's just all it is. Sometimes, you know, some of your, some of your parts are doing pretty good, but there's other parts whew, we need to work on. Smile real big at your neighbor and just say, you know. Amen. So there's some parts. See, there's just some part. But it says here that he can work perfection in every part of you, giving you, I love this, giving you all that you need to fulfill your destiny. Praise God. I like that. Praise the Lord. So uh, the word complete in this verse 21 uh, means to perfect or to complete thoroughly. It means to prepare, repair, or even restore what's needed. Amen. So we have, you know, over the last, you know, for the, for the whole year, actually, we've been, especially in our midweek services, have been talking about restoration of all things. And I don't know, a few months back, we shifted gears even in our Sunday services and began to talk about positioning ourselves uh, for the restoration of all things in our life. Amen. And one of these things that, uh, that's necessary is to understand the power of the blood. What God's doing, amen, in your life through the blood. There are things that He's already done and made ready for you, but there's also things, praise God, still uh, needing to be worked on. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. Amen. And so He's there to help you, praise God. So let's back up. We're going to kind of dissect this text here a little bit. And we're going to start in verse 20 again. It says, Now may the God of peace. Everybody say, God of peace. Now, this, this kind of fits into this because when you understand 
what's going on here. This here is talking about, when it says the God of peace, talking about really a description of his character. He's the God of peace. Now, there's a lot of other redemptive names for the Father and even also for, uh, for our uh, Savior, uh, but uh, it represents His character. He's the God of peace. He's the God, amen, of wholeness. The word peace there, uh, actually the Greek word is uh, Irene, okay, is the Greek. It kind of looks like Irene, but it's Irene uh, is how it's pronounced. And uh, the Hebrew word for the same word peace is shalom. And we have... Many times I've I've taught on that, Uh, but I want to just kind of bring this out as we kind of move forward through this text. Uh, The God of peace speaks of wholeness. The word also means completeness. It means to set at one again, or in other words, to bring things back to its divine order, to its origin, make things, bring things back to the way it should be. Amen. So, he's the God uh, of peace, a God that brings things back to order or sets at one again. It also means the rule of order in the place of chaos. The rule of order in the place of chaos. All right? So, we're trying to eliminate chaos and to bring divine order in. Are you still with me? All right, we'll talk more about that in a second. It means harmony. These are just some more synonyms to this word. Uh, harmony, rest, again, restore or restitution. It means making everything, or pardon me, everything that makes for man's highest good. Everything that makes for man's highest good. So he is the God of peace. He is, amen, the rule of order in place of chaos. Amen. Now, 1 Corinthians 14 and 33 says that God is not the author of confusion. How many agree with that? That word confusion also means disorder or chaos. He's not the author of chaos, but he is the author of peace. Amen. In fact, uh, the word shalom, if you uh, look at the Hebrew word shalom, is a, the Hebrew language kind of a powerful language. Actually, both Greek and Hebrew are pretty powerful languages. But Hebrew, each letter represents something. Each letter speaks. Each, in a sense, each letter is like a word in itself. And the word shalom means to destroy the authorities causing chaos. See, when peace comes on the scene, doesn't mean that there won't be opposition. Come on. When peace comes on the scene, doesn't mean that there ain't going to be some kind of warfare. See, when peace comes on the scene, there is going to be warfare. Because we're going to drive out chaos. Amen. In fact, there is no peace without a removal of chaos and disorder. It's just something to think about. Uh, You know, everybody wants peace in the the land or they want peace, you know, throughout the world. Well, there ain't going to be peace if there's chaos everywhere. So we got to remove chaos in order to have peace, all right? Well, God is the God, amen, of peace, praise God. Amen. Jeremiah 29 and 11, a common text says, I, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. What is it? Thoughts of what? Peace. In other words, His thoughts towards you are to drive out chaos, to bring wholeness, to bring completeness, amen, to bring things back into divine order. His thoughts towards you, amen, are thoughts, praise God, to drive out darkness, 
to drive out demonic oppression, to drive out anything that would bring any form of chaos in your life. Are you still with me? Amen. His thoughts are of peace and not of evil. Now, a lot of people think God's out to get them. Hello. But God's thoughts are not thoughts of evil. They're thoughts of peace. God's always looking out for you. Amen. Why? Well, to give you a future. Somebody say, well, you know, my past is pretty ugly. Well, praise the Lord, we're not worried about your past. We're about your future. Come on, somebody, look at your neighbor and say, praise the Lord. To give you a future and a hope or an expected end, praise God. Now, that's good stuff, amen? So I'm going to say the same thing I said at offering time, and we'll say it again. Uh, let's have more faith in, the God's, in our God's ability to move us forward than the enemy's ability to hold you back. Are you with me today? Let's have more faith in our God's ability, amen, to bring increase and to give than the enemy's ability to take or to decrease you. Are you still with me? All right. Praise the Lord. So, with that said, praise God. Let's go down here a little bit further. Now, may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus uh, from the dead, in other words, a resurrection, he's talking about there, that great shepherd of the sheep. Amen. How many know Jesus is the great shepherd, right? All right. So, the one that raised up Jesus, amen, amen. It goes on to say, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete. In other words, the same God that raised up Jesus is the same God at work right now to complete you, to make you well, whole, complete in any way, shape, or form. Amen. If He could raise up your Lord and Master from the dead, He could raise up anything else out of a dead situation. Are you still with me? He's at work right now on your behalf. But it says, praise God, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Now, the old uh, covenant in uh, Isaiah especially, it brings out, it talks about the everlasting covenant. It talks about one coming that was a redeemer that was going to pay the price for all mankind and it was going to be, amen, an everlasting covenant of peace, it says. Okay, so a covenant where God, amen, drives out chaos, bringing forth wholeness, praise God, in every area, praise the Lord. Now, that's the covenant we're a part of, amen. In fact, Jesus, because of Jesus, the scripture says that we're a part of a better covenant established on better promises. That's good news, amen. Now, my message today isn't to really dive in much deeper into that as far as the covenant is concerned, amen, but to focus a little bit more that it says, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Now, for whatever it's worth, I, sometimes this topic about the blood sometimes can be a little bit intimidating to me because there's so much about it. And sometimes the deeper I get into it, the more I realize what I don't know. Are you hearing me today? And it is pretty in-depth when you start diving into this thing, everything from blood covenants uh, to, to what, the, what the blood itself has done and is doing right now on our behalf. Amen. And so I'm going to do my best, amen, to try to you know, chip away at this today, amen, in hopes that, praise God, it'll add something to your life. Amen. amen. All right. All right. So with that said, we're, we're going to... Uh, we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Amen. Are you glad you came out today? 
Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 2. Let's talk about uh, this thing, about the blood, amen, and what it represents. Hallelujah. Now, everything we talked about, the God of peace, it's all going to start clicking here when you understand it because it's God's purpose, God's. In fact, if you want to say, I, one brother said it this way. He said that um, the blood of Jesus is like liquid love that flows straight from the heart of the Father. I thought that's pretty good. It's like, it's like, it's like liquid love. You know, he made a way through his son, amen, that a price was paid, blood was shed, amen, amen. We enter into a new covenant because we receive the work of that, uh, of, that, of that redemptive work. And as a result of it, praise God, amen, we have at our disposal an almighty God, amen, who wants to help make you complete. Oh, hallelujah. All right, so let's look at this. Verse 11, Ephesians 2. Let me see here. Let me get mine here. All right. It uh, goes on. Therefore, remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh. Now, it just means that you were one time without God. Who, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands. In other words, uh, he's talking about, the best way you can say, he's talking about the difference between the Jew and the Gentile. All right? This is before Christ. Okay? Okay. That at that time, you were without Christ, being aliens. Okay? That mean, word just literally means a non-participant. All right? Being an alien or a non-participant from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having what? No hope and without God in the world. Now, that's, that's who we were. But, verse 13, now, look at your neighbor and say, Phew. But now, amen, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Okay. For He Himself, talking about Jesus, is our peace. He has made both one, the most Jew or Gentile, and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in His own flesh the enmity or the warfare that is in the law of commandments contained in ordinances. So as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, bringing everything into divine order, bringing, making everything whole, everything back the way it should, driving out chaos, bringing in order, praise God. And it goes on to say, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross thereby putting to death the enmity. In other words, that which would war against God. Now, making it an opportunity, amen, where all the things that would hold uh, uh, or become a barrier or some kind of limitation between you and the Father has just been removed. Okay? Here we go. And He came, talking about Jesus, and preached peace. He not only was our peace, He not only came making peace, but he came preaching peace, amen, to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. So whether we're talking Jew or Gentile, amen, we all have access based on what Jesus did. Now, it says a way was made through the blood. 
So back to verse uh, 13 it is. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood uh of Christ. Now, His blood has made a difference, right? Come on. And it's still making a difference. And that's what we're going to find out here. All right. So go to Hebrews. Back to Hebrews again. Hebrews 10 this time. Back to Hebrews 10. I got to keep looking back at my notes because I don't want to get this out of order here today. All right. Now, he's redeemed or bought back or purchased. In fact, the word redeemed means to deliver from bondage. Are you still with me? Look at your neighbor and say, you've been redeemed. Okay, now the blood, through the blood, okay, you've been redeemed. So it means delivered from bondage. It means delivered from, uh, from an owed penalty. An owed, a penalty that was owed based on, you know, sin or a mistake or whatever. So to be redeemed means you've been delivered from that. It means to be delivered from a liability. I mean, when you start getting into this thing, it just gets huge. Okay, and it's, it's like, uh, you know, then, you know, it's like you start diving into one area of it and your head starts swimming. Because it's so huge of what you've been delivered from. Okay, because of the blood that was shed on your behalf. You entered into a covenant with the Almighty God, a covenant that was signed, an agreement, a contract that was signed in blood. His blood. Hmm. All right. All right. So redeemed also means delivered from the possession of another. Maybe at one time, huh? The enemy had a hold of you. You made Jesus Lord of your life, and because of the blood, you were released from the possession of another. Amen. And now, hallelujah, he has you. Come on, somebody. All right? So Hebrews 10 now. Let's look at this. Hebrews 10, verse, uh, let's go to verse 12. I think that's what I told you back there. All right, Hebrews 10 and verse 12 says, But this man, talking about Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, has now sat down at the right hand of God, from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. Now you notice, okay, he sat down. But he says he's waiting for the enemies, his enemies, to be made his footstool, which means then we have some work to do. Okay, uh, all right. For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Everybody say being sanctified. Now what we're going to find out here is not only is there, not only has the blood, amen, made a way for things already, but it says even for those being sanctified or made different, or we could say out of uh, the text in chapter 13, being perfected. Come on. Are you still with me? The point is the blood is still at work. The blood is still at work. And anybody who puts faith in that blood and that redemptive work then gets the benefits 
come on, of what that blood has done and is doing. All right? You know, for whatever it's worth, um, you know, I, if I go too deep with this, you're going to know how ignorant I really am. But anyway, uh, you know, the blood has a thing called antibodies and has a thing called memory cells. And the blood can be, you know, due to, you know, uh, infusions and different things, depending on, on what we're dealing with. But it, it, through the antibody and through memory cells, it knows to attack certain things that don't belong in the body. Okay? And so the blood of Jesus has also antibody and also has memory cells. And everything, amen, that that blood combated and beat is still at work right now on your behalf. It's still alive. See, life is in the blood. All right? And in His blood, it contained His life. Come on, somebody. And everything that His life, amen, represented, did, and is doing is still flowing right now in that blood. It's still a work that's, that's happening right now. Amen. Hallelujah. You doing okay or am I, am I losing you? I hope not. Anyway, all right. So, again, verse uh, 14. For by one offering he has perfected uh, forever those who are being sanctified, but the, Holy, but the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us. For after he has said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their heart and into their minds, and I will, uh, uh, into their minds I will write them. You notice how bad the print's getting nowadays? <clears throat> then he adds, amen, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, Hallelujah. Now, where there is remission or forgiveness of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. There's no need for it because it's already been done. Because one paid a price once for all. Come on, right? Therefore, here we go. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which He consecrated for us through the veil that is His flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near. Everybody say, draw near. Let us draw near with a true heart of, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with... In other words, it not only affects... Amen, it affects your mind. It affects your body. It affects every facet of your being. Praise God. And if you're seeing this, if you're looking like in verse 9 and what we said earlier, it, it, this blood not only reached the highest parts of heaven, but literally flows to the lowest parts of mankind. Reach the throne itself, the holy of holies. And because of that, we, you, me, have a right to come before God. Why? Because the price has been paid. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Everybody say, through the blood. Through the blood. Amen. I looked up that word through because, you know, you just never know. You just got to look these words up, you know. And, and the Greek word for it is in. It's just E-N. And it just means through or in or under. It just, it's a preposition that just, it just it's however you want to look at it. 
That's why a lot of times, you know, especially as you get around, uh, you know, different facets of the body of Christ, everybody has a way of saying things. Amen. You know what I mean? Bring it, put it under the blood, brother. Put it under the blood. Amen. Right? Look at your neighbor and say, put it under the blood. One brother the other day said, we're slinging blood, baby. We're slinging blood. Amen. Amen. It's all going on. Let's sling blood here, man. We get this. Get her covered. Amen. Put it, put it behind us. Amen. Amen. Put it under blood. Through the blood. Amen. The blood. Hallelujah. I know it's going on. Put it under the blood. I know it's going on. Yeah. Put it under the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. If we want to move forward, we're going to have to be willing, hallelujah, to put all that mess under the blood. Praise God. Amen. One person, I or one uh, years that we always uh, um, uh, speak the blood, or uh, what was the other one? It would, uh, cl- what? Plea the blood. There was another one. Plea the blood. Plea the blood. Plead? Plead the blood. Son, I'm preaching. See, I told you, get on this subject, and pretty soon I'm starting to look how ignorant I am. Amen. Amen. But all I know is I stand on the blood. Come on, somebody. However you want to word it, I don't care. Plead, plead, declare, decree, put it under, put it over. I don't care. Just get it somehow through the blood. Amen. Are you still with me? All right. Anyway, praise God. Amen. Yes, thank you. All right, so uh, let's see. Let us hold fast, verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Why? Because he who promised is what? Faithful. Let's back up a chapter, chapter 9 here. All right, let's look at, um, let's look at verse, is it 11? Verse 11. Hallelujah. Make sure we get all this. All right, we got her. All right, verse 11 says, But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, uh, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves. In other words, not like the old sacrifices of old where they took an animal and, 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 and you know, that blood somehow atoned or covered sin. No, this is much, much greater than that. Come on, right? Come on now. It says, He entered, look at this. It says, uh, let's read it again, verse 12. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with His own blood, He entered the most holy place once for all. Once for all. He doesn't have to do it again. No need to. Once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. I like that. Eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling uh, the unclean sanctifies uh, for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, In other words, there's absolutely nothing wrong with this sacrifice. Come on. Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Now, the best way I could say that is basically cleansing your conscience uh, is like, you know, shutting down 
the voice of self-condemnation. Because one of the things that happens, remember, he made a way so you and me, amen, could come to the Father at any time. Somebody said, well, you know, I've blown it. Well, it's a good thing. Amen, you're going to God then. Well, you don't understand what I've done. Listen, we don't run from God. We run to God. Amen. Under the new covenant, we always run to God. Always run to God. Because the price has been paid. He's already done it. Amen. You don't have to. Amen. It's not that he's condoning sin. It's not that he's encouraging sin. It's not that he's acting like sin didn't happen. He's saying, listen, if you want free, if you want it gone, then the place you need to be, hallelujah, is through the blood. Amen. Unto the Father, praise God. Hallelujah. Price has been paid. Look at your neighbor and say, you should be clean. Look at him real good and say, you are clean. Amen. You know, um, for whatever it's worth, uh, this is just a statement that he gave me a couple days ago, that um, sin uh, in our life, okay, it just means to, to know to, the word sin is defined out of, out of James, to know to do good and not to do it. So sin, uh, you know, isn't just a mistake that was made. Come on, somebody. Although sin is a mistake. But sometimes people just make mistakes, don't have a clue what they did or that it was wrong or come on. But sin is knowing you did something wrong. Okay? So sin is not, uh, you know, giving the devil ownership of your life. Sin is giving him place. Are you with me? There's a big difference. See, some people, because they blow it, they think they've blown their whole walks, gone, everything. And so what happens, the enemy then comes along. Now you've given him a place. So he comes in there through guilt, through shame, through condemnation, through embarrassment, all this stuff. He just kind of slithers in there and then tries to dictate your life, control your life through that. He doesn't have ownership of you. You've already been blood bought, blood washed. Amen. You're already a family, part of the family of God. You're already a child of God. You're an overcomer. Amen. Do you know God looks at you and communes with you based on how he sees you, not how you see you? So God is saying, listen, a price has been paid. Come unto me. Amen. Come unto me. Put that mess behind you. Put it under the blood. Amen. Go through the blood. Let him cleanse you. Come in into the presence of God. Come into the throne of God. Amen. And let's get you well. Let's get you whole. Let's get you complete. Amen. That's how you do it. You say, well, why, why all this? Because if there's a least bit of condemnation, shame, guilt, any of that mess, embarrassment, you have a tendency then to pull back. You have a tendency then not to receive. You have a tendency to think you ain't worthy of any of it. And if you really just stopped and looked at your life and said, you know, I'm not worthy. Well, duh, ain't none of us worthy. Right? Ain't none of us deserving of any of this. But for some reason, he seemed to love us enough, amen, to pay a price, a perfect sacrifice. Blood was shed. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. We then get to enter into that covenant based on the one that paid the price for all mankind once for all. Praise God. Hallelujah. Eternal redemption. Praise the Lord. The price has been paid. Yeah. Some people get upset about stuff like that. They think, well, you're just giving everybody some kind of license to sin. 
No, it ain't. Everybody does a great job without a license. Right? The thing is, you hang out with the one that will make you free and complete, you might be amazed at how fast that mess falls off. I said you've, if you get connected to the one that will make you free, the one that will make you complete, amen, guess what? You'd be amazed how fast all that mess falls off. So if you're holding shame and you're holding guilt and you're holding condemnation, then what happens is you have a tendency to hold back. You won't go all the way in. The Word says come boldly. Come with confidence. Come with assurance. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Why? So you can obtain. Amen. Hallelujah. You can obtain that mercy. Hallelujah. You can find that grace that's necessary to move you forward. Amen. Well, what, what made a way for that? The blood of Jesus made a way. Amen. A price was paid. Amen. You know, if, uh, uh, you know, was it uh, years ago somebody was using it as an illustration. They said that the, um, oh, it was somebody... Uh, got a, uh, a, a, a boat uh, ticket for a, sh- for a ship that going across the sea. Uh, I think they came from England to America or something like that. And so he purchased this ticket to, you know, had enough money to purchase the ticket. And he, he got on the boat and he just kind of honkered down in his room and just stayed there. And after several days, uh, people were, no- where, where's that, where's that, where's that, you know, where's, where's that guy at, you know? Well, I don't know. So they went back to his room, knocked on his doors, thinking, hey, what's, what's the deal? He said, oh, no, no, you, you sure you don't want something to eat? No, no, no. He's thinking to himself, you know, I can't, I can't, uh, can't afford that. You know, I can't afford to eat. I, I had all, enough money just to kind of get me here, and I got me some crackers and things, and I, I'll be just fine. And the guy says, hey, sir, the food's in the price of the ticket. You don't have to sit in your room anymore. Just come on out and eat, the re- eat with the rest of us. Okay, the price has been paid. And so sometimes we have, as Christians, sometimes we have a tendency to do the same thing. Whoo, praise the Lord, I at least get to go to heaven. You know, I know I'm bound and I know I have issues and I know I got problems, but God says, listen, it's all in the price. It's all been paid. Amen. The same God that, 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 that turned uh, you know, your soul from being hell-bound to heaven-bound is the same God, the same price that's been paid, amen, to deliver you, to set you free, to help you uh, come into a place of completion, praise God, as a child of God. Look at your neighbor and say, that's good news right there, praise God. This is, now, this is what Jesus preached. I said, this is what Jesus preached. He preached peace. He preached it everywhere he went. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, anyway, praise the Lord. Where are we at here? Uh, let's go. Where are we in chapter 9? Let's see. Let's uh, put, if you will, uh, on the board, put 1 Peter 1. We'll kind of rip through a couple of these here. 1 Peter 1, verse 17 says this, And if you call on the Father, who without uh, partiality judges according to each one's work, uh, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear or reverence, is what that means, verse 18, knowing what, that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, the price wasn't paid with some kind of corruptible things like, like silver and gold uh, from your aimless kind of received by tradition. In other words, maybe all that mess you're dealing with, maybe it's just been stuff that's been passed down. He said it doesn't matter whether it was, you know, you started or, or it was something passed down. You have to know that you were redeemed not with some kind of a temporary corruptible thing, but verse 19 but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish 
and without spot. In other words, there was nothing wrong with that sacrifice. Nothing wrong with the blood. Amen. Hallelujah. The blood of Christ was enough. Regardless if it was something in your life or something passed down or stuff that you've had to deal with for years or something that just seemed to just start taking hold, I want you to know a price has been paid to make you free, to make you complete, to make you whole. Praise God. Receive it today. Amen? Okay, put Ephesians 1. Let's get to that one here. I like Ephesians 1. I almost like to read that whole text in there. But uh, verse 7, uh, just kind of stick with the text here a little bit. In Him, we, in Him, in Christ, we have what? Redemption, amen, through His blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Amen. The forgiveness of sin. Has anybody ever made a mistake? All three of you. Let's try that again. Anybody here ever made a mistake? Amen. Anybody made a mistake even recently? Okay, what was yours? I don't want to know yours. Amen. I really don't want to know yours. Anyway, amen. So so do you think that the blood was enough uh, concerning the mistake or the sin that you made uh, last week? Are you sure? Do you think the blood was enough to forgive you of that thing you did a year ago? Do you think the blood was enough for that thing you did this morning on church day? Don't raise your hand. Come on. It doesn't matter, does it? See, the price was paid. The quickest way to get free from sin, the quickest way to get free from your past, the quickest way to get free from, uh, from whatever bondage, whatever addiction, whatever, the quickest way to get free is receive the work of the blood of Jesus and walk free. Put more faith in the God, amen, who gives than the enemy that takes. Amen. Put more faith in the God that will move you forward than the enemy that will try to hold you back. Are you still with me? Amen. All right. Uh, Put, uh, let's see here. I I put, uh, I just put some some notes here. So let me go ahead and say this and then put Galatians 3 on the board, if you will. Galatians 3. Um, His blood. Okay, here we go. Um, His blood, I think I said this earlier, but I'm going to use it right here. His blood reaches from heaven's highest place to man's lowest place. In other words, it'll reach into any demonic oppression, the curse of sin, depression, sickness, disease, poverty and lack, guilt and condemnation. I mean, there's so much that when you start studying what all the blood has has taken care of for you, You've been redeemed from the possession of another. You think about this, the curse, you've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Amen. Now, because of a mistake or because of of, uh, sin or because we've yielded to something, okay, the enemy wants you to think that you can't, 
you know, that's who you are and you can't get beyond that. But I want you to know a price has been paid so you can get beyond it. Because you're free. All right. Uh, Galatians 3 and verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of a law, having become a curse for us. And that explains it. For as it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Did Jesus not hang on a tree? Come on, hang on a cross, right? Come on. Verse 14, why? That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ, in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit, what? Through, through faith. Amen. Now you, that means you have to receive it. Look at your neighbor and say, receive it. All right. Now, the blessing, okay? Um, best way to kind of, you know, best, best probably description that we have of the blessing and the curse, you're going to find in Deuteronomy 28, okay, for the most part, uh, which is kind of the, the thing that was professed, the blessing and the curse. It said, if you, you know, you can, you can choose one or the other. You can have the blessing or you can have the curse. Well, I choose the blessing. I like the blessing. Anybody else like the blessing? Now, the curse is out there, but I, I don't want the curse. I said, I don't want the curse. Um, now, again, um, you know, just because there was a mistake made doesn't mean that the enemy then takes ownership. It just means he has a place. Big difference. So if you keep giving the enemy place, then you start finding that the curse becomes, you know, it starts hanging out more. But the price was paid so you could be delivered from that so you could walk in the blessing. Okay, so what the enemy wants you to do is to think that there's no getting out of that because of your mistake or because of your sin or your issue, your problem. He wants you to think that that's who you are, that that's now a part of your identity. That is not your identity. That is not who you are. Remember, the Father communicates with you and looks at you as He sees you. Not as you see you. We are limited, here we go, we are limited by our freedom to doubt God's Word. We have freedom, we can choose, life or death. And you can let your head win, you know, through the, uh, the demonic attack. The Word says, don't be ignorant of His devices, and that, well, that means really, just to break it down, just means head trips. The devil plays a lot of head trips. And you can limit yourself of what's all available because you made the decision to not believe God at His Word. You have that freedom. Now, I throw that out for this reason. The blood was enough. The blood was enough. See, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, He'll make you complete. On your own, you're going to struggle with it. And if you won't just receive that work, you're going to be limited. You're going to say, well, okay, in your own head, you're going to somehow decipher what you're worthy of and what you're not worthy of. You're going to somehow decipher that, well, maybe it's okay to believe for this and not for this. Because, you know, I was, you know, just last week I was a real crumb bum. 
you know, a real stinker. And probably in all honesty, I'm deserving of being mowed over here and drug under the bus a little bit. And your wife might agree. But according to the Lord, a price has been paid. Now, this is where people start having struggles with it. Because, you know, you go living like that and all this stuff happens. Well, of course, you start hanging out with the enemy and the enemy's camp. You're giving him place. Or you could say, you know what, Uh, sir, I blew it. I messed up. Sorry about that. I repent of that. Put her under the blood. Put it under the blood. I plead the blood. Come on, somebody. I plead the blood. Hallelujah. Amen. Because I don't want the enemy to have any more place in my life. So somewhere it's got to stop. I said somewhere it's got to stop. Now, this is where it starts now. It starts warring with your head. Now, either... The blood was enough or it wasn't. See, maybe it was enough for Judy, but it's not enough for Ron. You know, I know Ron. (laughs) Oh, mercy. That'd take a whole lot more blood. You think so? It was enough. Ron was even enough for you. Now, Rick. It was enough. Amen. It was enough. Look at your neighbor and say, it was enough even for you. All right. Now, put uh, Galatians 5. We're just about wrapping it up here. Galatians 5, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty. I like that. The word liberty means freedom. Okay. In fact, some of your translations might even have that. But I love this. It means exemption from the power or the control of another. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Now, of course, in context, dealing with grace and, and, and the law, amen? But it's the same. It's, it's dealing with the same thing. The blood was enough. So why don't you just receive it and stand fast there in that liberty? The quickest thing that made me free was the fact and understanding that I was the righteousness of God. The day I got that revelation, it changed, started changing everything in my life. Everything started shifting. Everything started shifting. I can take you to the spot. If that cooler is still there, I could take you where I was on a forklift. I drove down a road there, picked up some product, backing up. And but the, the guy that went into that row and the guy that came out was two different people. Because at that moment, it clicked that the fact that what Jesus did for me, bringing me into a place of right standing with God based on what he did, had nothing to do with me, had nothing to do with what I did or I didn't do, not doing enough, not doing this, not doing that, had nothing to do with any of that, had everything to do with the blood of Jesus. A price was paid. I'm now in right standing. And I I came out of that role like, whoo. My God loves me. My God's for me. My God's with All of a sudden, the alcohol, the drugs, the the tobacco, all that mess, the lying, the cheating, the the maneuvering, the manipulating, all the pride, the arrogance, all that yuck just started falling off. First time I got to, well, I shouldn't say the first, but it was the, one of the, Early times of, I went to some meetings and 
man named Jerry Seville was, was ministering at some, a church there. And uh, I show up, and um, they asked me if, I, if I'd be an usher. And, you know, these people knew that I just got out of jail, like the day before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so somebody says, uh, you want to go to some meetings? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, I remember uh, walking in there, and these people, you know, I asked, would you like to be a nusher? I thought, man, I have, oh, I have arrived. <laughs> and I knew these people knew. They all knew because they were praying for me. So I, I knew they knew who I was and where I came from and what I did and all that mess. And yet they still wanted me to help out and be a blessing. And it was, it was an, uh, just another one of those little stepping stones in my life that helped transform my life. But it was coming into a place of understanding how God actually looks at me. And the quicker you get a hold of that, amen, the quicker and, uh, you become freer and freer and freer. Therefore, stand fast in that liberty by which Christ has made us free. And don't be entangled again with all that yuck. Just bondage. Just let it go. Plead the blood. Get it under the blood. Come on, just move forward in God. Give me another one. Give me John chapter uh, 8 there. I love this. Therefore, if the Son, this was Jesus talking, if the Son makes you free, well, then guess what? Now, who are you going to believe? The Son or the enemy. So he said, if the Son makes you free, then you shall be free indeed. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to be free. Praise God. All right. So real quick here. Um, just going to throw some things out here. Everybody say, put it under the blood. Put it under the blood. Hallelujah. Okay, here's another thing. Uh, stop. Uh, just going to throw some because I ain't got time to go bunch of other verses here so here we go uh quit trying to figure out what went wrong with you because we could be here all day <laughs> oh, quit trying to figure out what went wrong with you and how you can fix it i mean that's just let that go look at your neighbor and say put that under the blood <laughs> You know, we can sit here all day and wonder what could have or should have or what did or didn't happen or what could have, should have happened, and just let it go, all right? Here's another thing. I just, 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 I just thought this was worthy of writing this down. Uh, so this thing that's going on, don't curse it, don't nurse it, don't rehearse it, but instead reverse it. <laughs> Amen. Don't curse it. You can sit here and cuss it out all day long. That's not what makes it go away. Come on. You can curse it. You can nurse it. Sit and you know suck on that. No, 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 no. Get rid of it. You could sit here and rehearse it and tell everybody about it, or you could just reverse this thing and put it under the blood and be, be done with it. Receive what he's done. The price has been paid. All right? Um, here's how God sees you now. He sees you as his child. He sees you as an overcomer. Now, this is scriptures, Right? He sees you as an over. He sees you as a conqueror. He sees you as victorious, huh? Triumphant in all things. Come on. He sees you seated with him. 
in heavenly places. He sees you seated with Him. He sees you as one who can do all things through Christ. We say, oh, I don't feel like, well, then stop going by what you feel. Put that under the blood and let's, let's hook up with what He wants or what He sees, okay? He sees you, here we go, I love this, as a carrier of greatness. Greater is He that's within us, right? And He that's in the world. So He sees you as a carrier of greatness. He sees you as a carrier of His Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Look at your neighbor say, holy. Some of you, well, I don't feel real holy. But the Holy Spirit is in you. His Word, His name, His grace. That's how He sees you. So all He needs now is for you to stop limiting Him. Receive it. The price has been paid. Amen. Take Him at His word. And you'd be amazed at how fast you can move forward in God. Look at your neighbor and say, let's keep moving forward. Amen. Did you get something today? Come on, give the Lord a praise, everybody. Watch y'all stand up. Let me pray over you real quick. Praise the Lord. What a day, huh? Sure did a lot today, didn't we? Woo! Father, we give you praise and glory and honor today. Thank you so much for your word and the principles here today. And Father, we're thankful for the blood of Jesus, that through the blood of the everlasting covenant, hallelujah, you're working in us, hallelujah, a complete work, hallelujah, completion, hallelujah. And the God of peace, hallelujah, is bringing wholeness, hallelujah, driving out chaos and bringing in order in every area of our lives. And for that, we give you the praise and we give you the glory for it. We receive it today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. Look at your neighbor. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.